Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are going to dive into e-commerce business design, understanding what you need to do in order to actually make a business work, how to make sure it's got legs, and also how to put it all together. So let's get started. Hi, Ian. How are you? Hey, Mark. Good to hear you. Very well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So basically this podcast, what we wanted to cover was um, business design. So e-commerce business design, because when I started doing the podcast and do some of the mentoring, um, you know, it's not necessarily obvious about what we knew, what we know. You, know you, you just do it. You do it. You implement things, you do things. And then, you know, suddenly you come across people and they kind of ask questions about you know, margins and different things. And it's a bit of a shock to think, oh, that's not obvious. You know, it's obvious to us because I guess we've been doing it for 10, 15 years, but not necessarily obvious to other people. So we just want to kind of break that down a little bit and, and kind of understand maybe a little bit about our thought process and how we do it. And and you may have seen on the Facebook group that we've been talking about, uh, we, we launched a website called the Fragrance Palace maybe about a couple of months ago, just almost to have a play with. And I think what's been interesting is watching ourselves and how we put it together and how we think about it, because then uh, we can probably convey that in, 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 a, in a better way. So um, that's what I was thinking. Ian. What, what do you want to add to that? Yeah. So, I, so for me, the business design of e-commerce is the fundamental framework. And I, I don't think we realize what what we knew. You know, you always underestimate what's in your head. You know, the knowledge that you have seems common sense to you. So when we were thinking about it, and talking to clients and e-commerce businesses about it, we assumed, well, we often assume certain things. And, mm. you know, the business design is the most important thing to get right in the e-commerce site because, you know, I think the under, underlying philosophy of what we talk about is there's no, there's no, you know, magic wand that you can wave to magically get people to buy your stuff and scale your business to 10 million and beyond. You know, you know if you're doing two million quid and you know you'll you think that you're going to get to 10 million quid by throwing a load of modules at it to make the site a little bit faster or to make you know to put some you know personalization tool in place it's not it's not going to work it's not going to be enough it's the fundamental business design that's going to get you to scale and yeah. I, I, I and i and obviously we were chatting about this tonight and i had a call um with one of our strategy clients today and it really illustrates this point. So this is a business that is doing about 800,000 a year. And they want to, you know, we, we want to scale them to much bigger numbers, to three, five, eight, ten million. You know, that's where we want them to be. And so we were talking today about, OK, what are the levers that we can pull? You know, you're doing 800,000 now. What are the levers we can pull to get you to the bigger numbers? 
And we talked about return on ad spend of the e-commerce site. And at the moment, the return on ad spend they've got is about 6.5. So for every pound they spend, they get 6.5 pounds, £6.50p back. And mm. we thought, well, what's the most the business could? Because the first question we ask is, OK, what, you know, what's the most you could spend and still you know, be profitable and you know, you'd be happy? And they said, well, it's probably about five. So you could take the return on ad spend to five from 6.5. And of course, that would generate some, you know, more traffic, more customers. But it's not going to be that game changer, you know, that this business mm. needs, that we want to drive them to succeed and, and to go for. Maybe if we took it to five, maybe they get to a million next year. But it's mm. then they're stuck. They're stuck at that point mm. because they're not going to get to five. So the only way to get to the five, 10 million mark is if they change the other metrics, which is average order value um, or lifetime customer value and conversion mm. rate. So to keep it simple, it was conversion rate and average order value. So the average order mm. value was about 50 pounds and you know, it, so in order to get to those much bigger metrics, we've got to change the glass ceiling. You know, let's not kid ourselves. You know, the glass ceiling is the fact that their average order value was about 50 pounds. Mm. So you, we're going to have to really, you know, we, you know, we talked we talked for two hours and we didn't talk about the front end or any module or any thing that we could plug in or any. We talked fundamentally about the business. Behind. Mm. And that is what's going to get them to go from the 800,000 to the 5 million to the 10 million to mm. have that clear plan, you know, and I, I and it, it, it very much resonated. I think it's a great example. And, th and those conversations happen all the time, don't they? Yeah. And I think it's um, if a good if you think about the, the what we're doing with the fragrance palace, they like, say so they started out. You didn't know. You know, someone said, oh, do you want to sell some perfumes? You go, OK, let's have a go let's have a look at it. And then, you know, I, I go into the market and I think, well, what are the moving parts of the machine that needs to be underneath this business? So what can I go out if I've got an unoptimized site and I go onto Google Shopping? What, um, you know, what can I sell these at? What, what return an ad spend can I get? So you go out there, you, you try and sell and you go, right, well, it seems to be if I can do a return on ad spend of four, I can sell. A, a lot. If I can do a return on ad spend of five, I can still sell a lot. If I go to six and seven, I start to not being able to bid in some of the auctions and I start to reduce around. So there you start to see, well, this business has got legs if I can make money at around 5.5. So that was the first bit of the moving of the moving puzzle. So then I go, right, okay, so at the moment, on unoptimized site 5.5, that means my cost per click on average is a certain level. So how can I spend the cost per click, which would get me to the level of 5.5, but actually get more of a, a return on ad spend? So therefore, I go, right, well, what do I need to do to the return on ad spend in order to be able to uh, be able to maybe bid at the four ROAS level for the times four level? Now, I might be getting a bit confusing, but all I'm doing is I'm saying I'm looking at the fundamental architecture of the business and going, right, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be able to bid on paid traffic. So what does everything else need to look like in the business in order to get me there? Because I can see that, you know, I, I might have 
you know, at the moment on Optimize, we're doing about uh, 30,000 pounds a month. That's in Christmas. I mean, it's perfumes massive in Christmas, but it'd be about 30% of that for the rest of the year. But if I could hit a ROAS of four, then this might be, you know, I might be able to do 500,000 pounds in, in Christmas. So, you know, if I want to hit that and then I do 30% of that in a month, the rest of the year, which is what, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, whatever 30% of 500,000 is um, normally during the year, um, then that's going to be where, where I'm going to be at. And that would be the business. But in order to do that and be that 500,000 business in Christmas, I need to be able to um, hit whatever the, the cost per click is for times four. So, I'm obviously only selling my average order value might be, I don't know, 20 pounds, 20, 30 pounds. So how much higher does the average order value need to be in order to hit that, uh, that magical return on investment of four? And maybe I can get a little bit of that um, uh, optimization from the add to basket stack. Maybe I can get a bit by speeding the site up. Maybe I can get a little bit by having better uh, abandonment emails you know so i was starting to really understand like where i need to be to make this business work and how i can develop the architecture to almost like be um you're finding the sweet spot aren't you it's like playing tennis you want to hit that you want to well, hit the racket you, in the middle what, of the racket what you say what, what you're saying is is you know we know the basic metrics and the stats the stats that sites should be hitting. We're saying right if we continue at this level, the most this e-commerce business can do is two million pounds a year. You mm. know if if the average order value is thirty pounds, the conversion rate is X, um, and the traffic is Y. You know that's what we could uh, based on the the return on ad spend. The most we can do is two million. If we want to get to ten million we've got to change the other KPIs and that's and that's how the, the conversion rate, the average order value or the you know the lifetime customer value. And it's mm. just it's just it's so simple. What you've said there, Mark, actually sounds it sounded quite complicated. I mean I was I even I was glazing over. I knew exactly what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, and it's 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 sometimes it's the first time I've explained it. But what all I'm trying to do is I'm going I'm going right. On AdWords, I know that if I can sell at this level, I do really, really well, right? So therefore, what do, you what mean, do I need on, to whoa, have? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, what do you mean sell on. at this level? What does that so, mean, sell at this level? So basically, you, you're going to Google AdWords, and Google is basically, go. It, you pay per click on Google AdWords. So for that traffic, for people typing in those search terms, Google has a level that it wants the people to pay for those clicks and obviously if people let's say people are paying 30 pence on average but you can pay 35 percent on average uh 35p per average or 35 cents per average um and still get the same profit you're just going to get all the traffic so what you're finding from google is you're going right mr google you've got this traffic i'd like to have it what price do i need to pay in order to get the majority of it and so that's what you're finding out first with your kind of experiments. And once you know that, you can then go and design the business to be able to make profit at that level. Now, you might go out, we might have launched the Fragrance Palace and gone out and only been able to get, uh, you know, even with an advanced AdWords technique, only maybe to get return on spend of two. 
And then I'd have turned around to Ian and said, look, Ian, it's a return on ad spend of two. It's too competitive. We can't do anything with this business. I'm not going to be able to get it to the sweet spot of five, six, where we need to be. So this is something we can't we can't work with. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it only, you, you know, there's a limit to how far I could push it in terms of ROAS, because if you're only getting a two and you need to be on a six, you're talking about a, a conversion rate or an average order value increase of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a huge, a huge amount. That's, and that's like times the, three. And, re- and, and really, that's the only way to change your return on ad spend is to change the conversion rate or the average order value. So mm. the average order value is simple because, you know, if the average order value is £20, you've only got a small amount to play with mm. by the time you've factored in your, your return on ad spend and your margin. If, you, if the average order value is £200, you, it's much bigger so you've got a much bigger place to play. You yeah. can be much more aggressive. You know, you can you could go, you know, right up to you know probably, you know, fifty pounds cost per yeah. acquisition, as opposed to you know, if, you know, if, but if you're twenty pounds, it's five pounds. I mean, that's obviously simple math. I know everybody understands that, but it's like we can't convert. We cannot recruit any customer for less than eight pounds, Mister Client. Mm. And the only other the other thing to do is to look at the conversion rate. But, you know, when I was looking at this particular example today, this morning with this with this client, you know, the stats were pretty good. You know, the conversion rate was about four percent. And and, you know, you say, well, that's about where you'd want to be. Add to basket was 10. uh, Baskets water was 40. And you're saying, well. That's actually pretty good. So, mm. you know, the growth here is not going to come from pushing it. You know, I, we said actually it probably shows that the site's not under enough pressure. Mm. But the growth here is not going to come from saying we're going to get the conversion rate to 8%. You know, that is not going to happen in this particular mm. site. You know, you know, we are the growth here is going to come from uh, maintaining that conversion rate whilst increasing the traffic and the average order value. Mm. And that's, mm. you know, you've got to be realistic. So you know, you've just got to have that, that common sense. And, and the way to do this is with our target sheet. I mean, the target sheet mm. is the thing that shows it so clearly. It shows so clearly the different scenarios. And then the, the decisions then come on the back of, right, in order to get to 5 million, we've got to have an average order value of 70 pounds, our average order value right now is 55. You know, we've got to have an add to basket rate of 9%, a basket to order rate of 38%. How, how are we going to achieve that? Let's work back. And some of it mm. you'll be able to get through conversion optimization, site architecture, site flow, you know, product mm. page checklist, all the little things. And some of it you'll have to get by fundamental business decisions. Mm. You know, mm. you have to, and that, and that, that's always where you get the biggest gain, isn't it? If you actually look at the fundamental business that you have, yeah. You, yeah. you know, if you, you're and not going to you, get your average order value from forty pounds to eighty pounds by doing some clever little trickery on the site, mm. you know, that mm. doesn't happen. The most you'll get from your average order value might be ten percent. You know, with all the mm. multi buys, frequently brought to bet together, personalization, clever prompts. You're not gonna you're not gonna get anything more than ten percent. 
game. Mm. Mm. On average. Oh, no. I mean, I have, have seen more. I have seen more. Yeah, you have changed your well, free we... delivery things, and but but like you should, you've got to be realistic. And I think a lot of the time there's a myth that if someone's struggling, like on AdWords, like they're struggling AdWords and paid, and you know they're only getting a return on two, that they're by replacing the agency that's running the ads, it's going to magically transform the account and everything's going to be fine. You know, it's like a crap AdWords team will be able to make a good. Uh, business designed mm. e-commerce site work but a great adwords team will not be able to make a crap business design e-commerce yeah. design work and, too, and all too often this is where agencies <clears throat> fail mm-hmm. and this is where pra- practitioners fail is that they they should go to this business and they, and they should say right the most you if the business the business design as it is the most you'll get to is 1.2 million Mm. There, and at that point, you'll have a glass ceiling because you will not mm. be able to buy traffic profitably. You know, you can't go any further. And that's that's where that's if you get people telling you that you you really need to hold on to them, because because what an agency will do is come in and they'll try to get it working and they'll spend years trying to get it to work. We had this with another client. I mean, he's probably listening to this right now. And you know, he'd gone through three e-commerce agencies trying to get them to make this business work mm. and he eventually came to us we were the fourth you know guy who heard the podcast came to us and i said straight away right your business your business design is flawed your average order value is less than 20 pounds and your lifetime customer value is once once it that's it they never buy again yeah yeah it's not gonna work i, I think i think the it. reason that the Agents. I mean, it's, to be honest, on the, in terms of the agency, to criticise the agencies is, you know, it's fair enough. But at the same time, the reason the agencies don't focus on it is because they have no control over the business design mm. normally. So they, 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 the business turns up to the the agencies. Oh, can you help us with your AdWords? And they, they basically look inside that box or they look inside the website and they go, oh, OK, and try and prove what they've got. But they can't, you know, they, they don't can't control pricing. They can't control uh, warehouse costs. They can't control all that stuff. So. Uh, what's tended to happen with the agencies is that they don't understand it and they because they never get involved in it and therefore they can't advise they see, on it and they don't they know see where you should little, be. They see their little part. I don't think mm. sometimes they think, right, well, let's make as much money as we can until they get rid of us. I'm not saying that's the truth. But you do well, find I, some some e-commerce yeah. businesses have, have agency churn and yeah. you know, they're going through the same thing. You've got to... You've got to you, you well, cannot. It's very difficult to admit get, that you're the problem, isn't it? I mean, well, it's I like think, it's I either think, me being incompetent or it's the agency. That it's much easier yeah. to fire the agency. Well, I, I think you can't outsource anything. You can't do anything. You can't properly scale your e-commerce business unless you really understand that 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 e-commerce business design about the fundamental maths behind yeah. it. And I think, and I think some of the businesses that have scaled, and we've seen some businesses scale. And we've looked at them and we've gone, how the hell have they gone from zero to 10 million in two and a half years? Because we know they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But what they've done is they've either subconsciously not realized it, but they've designed a a business that they've got the the metrics right. They've got the the business Mm -hmm. design naturally was correct. And that might Mm -hmm. be that they've got actually got a business that's got good lifetime customer value. 
or yeah. the margins were really naturally high, or the average order yeah. value was really high, and like, and they just sort of stumbled across it, not without really realizing. But behind every single e-commerce business that's successfully scaled, without a shadow of a doubt, if you look at it, it will be because the business design was right, the numbers mm. made sense, the metrics worked, and then. Mm-hmm. It's dead easy to just you breathe on these businesses and they just go woof, you know, yeah. take off. Yeah. And I think you know, there's a good that. point there, actually, Ian, in that, like, I think people get wed to their businesses sometimes. And it's you've got to choose the game you're playing. So because there are there are many easier games to play. And if you, you find yourself in a business where the business fundamentals, the business design doesn't stack up, you know, it's. No matter how amazing you are, I mean, you could be the most advanced student of ours, do all the the things, everything implemented, all optimized, have your AdWords, everything, you know, in the best practice, but still not be successful because fundamentally you've chosen a game that's too hard to play. And that that's very difficult. I mean, a, a good agency should what you be able to do is turn around to an agency and say, okay, Mr. Agency. Um, at what level do you think I'd really be able to scale this spend? Um, and they might say, oh, well, if we could have uh, a cost per click of this and we could do this, then they could tell you that. And then you could go back and then work out whether or not that would work. Or you might be able to say, I just can't make money at that level. For some reason, there's no mm-hmm. way I can actually recruit comfortably. Uh, you need to level. ask them. You need to ask the question. You need to say, how much do I, in order to take this business to 10 million pounds, how much do I need to spend? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and if they can't answer that question or you can't answer that question, you, you need to really, you need to find out the answer. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, the, there's no the, point. Sorry. I was, the, saying, like, I was just going to say, there's no point just continuing blind, throwing no. stuff at your e-commerce business with this scattergun approach, you know, going on emotion you know, reading an article about some segmentation, personalization thing, go, yep, that's what Mm. we need to do, you know, without really understanding what are the maths to get me to 10 and beyond. Yeah. I mean, it's like with you, Ian, you're bringing me these deals all the time and you're saying, right, um, here's a deal to sell bedding or whatever it is coming into the market. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, okay, which game do I want to play? which is going to be the easiest game to play. I don't want to play all the games. That might be really difficult. That might be easier. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking in terms of these businesses, I'm thinking, okay, that one might be interesting because I've seen that scale. I've seen that work. I can see other people doing decent amount. I can see that I can be better than their AdWords. I can see that our offer architecture can be better than theirs. I can see that we could, that's a growing market. You know, I'm not going and, and, and just, you know, you're coming with the deals to me and I'm not going, oh, I'll pick that just because I'm interested in it. Um, you know, it might be a really, really hard game. I'm not going to go and start uh, like a print business or I'm not going to be a terrestrial television business. You know, like there's, there's games I just wouldn't play. Uh, and you've just I got think, to choose to be in the right uh, game. Well, I think you got to, I think, yeah, I think you've got to choose to be in the right game. But also if you're in the game, you've got to know who's winning. And you've got to know why they're winning and you've got to analyze the competition and you've got to understand, you've got to do the market square test. 
mm. where you go and look at these businesses and you see, well, what's their, their offer architecture and what's their recruitment mm. strategy and what products are they pushing and what's their returns policy and their delivery reassurances mm. and, you know, what, what, how long does it take to come and, you know, all those, all those things. Mm. You've got you've to you've put yourself up. You go, can we compete? Can we do better? You've got to mm. do better than this. Mm. And, and also, and, like and how much work's going to be involved to actually get to what you want. So, you know, if you get to a certain level in business and you want to do a certain level of turnover to make it worth your while, then you've got to say, well, you know, I might be turning over 10 million, but my margin might be so small that I'm only taking home like 200 mm. grand a year. I don't want to do that. That's That seems a ridiculous amount of customer service mm. to to, to manage just to get that small well, also, small margin also you know you might find that you know a key part of your business design says that right you've got to do okay here's a real example one of our clients sells bedding and we said mm. okay right well what people what are people anxious about when they're buying bedding well if they don't like it you know what happens if they don't, you know how does it feel and, you know and we said well well the biggest the biggest bedding growth in is in a company in america brooklyn in and they let you you try it for a year you, know, mm. you don't like it you know for a year and you can send it back and they were like well that's that's, that's ridiculous we can't possibly do that that would never we couldn't you know, you know we, we would do maybe we, we would do 12 you know 12 days you could try it and it's like well Okay, if you really want to get where do you want to get this business to you know do you want to do a million or two million or do you want to go and do 25 million? Mm. You know, how big do you want to be? Because if you just want to do a couple of million, that's fine. You know, you can you could probably do that. But if you want to scale, you want to grow, you've got to you've got to push these boundaries and you've got to design a business that can do these things and it can afford mm. to do these things. You've got to fundamentally understand what this business needs what this what does this business look like if it's doing 10 million you know and, mm. and that's where we've got to run it but run it like that mm. you know and it, you, you, as i say and you know what everything we talk about it's it's all about this it's all mm. about the fundamental business decision yeah well the reason, I, about the reason I kind of wanted really wanted to talk about it was like there's a there's a lady on the course and you know, she's doing very well. She's selling lots of things. And then, you know, um, we set some adwords up for her. And then she said to her, said to her, all right, what do you need to get to to be successful? You know, what return on ad spend she get? And she said, oh, I need to get three. So, OK, we go out with three. Um, we do our ads and then we send her first report back. And, you know, we, her return on ad spend is actually 8.13. So it's like actually like way, way higher than. Than what she was targeting and then she says oh I'm, I'm not making any money on these uh, i don't think i can uh, i don't think i can actually take another you know hit of that amount per per and it's like well you know eight's really high uh this is you know this is very late in the game for you to be discovering that you can't sell you know you can't sell these because at some point you have to realize you're gonna have to sell these by paid traffic somehow usually if you want to mm. scale sure you can get going organically um, to some level, uh, but yeah, if you, it's very you know, there's, slow. There's no 10 million, 20 million business business out there that's done it all from organic. At some point, you're going to have to turn on those taps to mm. to do it. Maybe they um, did 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. anymore. Uh, no, not anymore. And 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 so you know, it's it's amazing to get that far down the line to then discover that you don't have the margin to actually sell it. 
So, you know, yeah. you've got to make sure because what if in the case, what she should have done, um, you know, I mean, she's getting started. She can change her business. She's not, it's not, it's not the end of the world, but it's, it's a lesson that she can use to move forward and go, right. If I want to sell these on Google AdWords and shift them, I need to make sure that I take into consideration. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be a, a row out of five. I'm going to have to actually take that cost from Google, put that into my costs. I've got VAT, you've got shipping costs, you know, what money do I need to make yeah. from that? And therefore, as she designs the products and she brings them over, she goes, well, I'm only going to sell these these products on Google Shopping because these are the only ones I make money on. So this is what I'm going to do. And then she can kind of understand what game she's playing, what the rules are and how she's going to scale. Well, and it was just interesting to me that that she yeah, hadn't really had that conversation with her in, she hadn't in her head. No, and I mean, you know, I mean, and that's where that would be the first question we would we would ask ourselves if we were going to launch an e-commerce brand. We would ask that question. You know, mm. the two questions fundamentally you have to ask is how much does it cost us to recruit a customer, and how much is that customer worth to us over a lifetime? Mm. And you figure out those two questions, and then you spend as much as you possibly can until the the your metric fails where it no longer becomes an acceptable cost to recruit that customer. And then mm. you change the average order value or the conversion rate, and you then go again. And you, mm. you, it allows you to spend more while still maintaining that magic five times at ROAS, for example. And you spend as much as you can until it breaks again. And then yeah. you optimize average order value. And you, that's what you do. You have, and that's how you have to run the e-commerce business, and that's yeah. how you scale it. Well, something it. that Dad says, Dad says to us, in, in our, you know, there's no point being a busy fool. Well, I mean, don't th- put it down, put it away. <laughs> that was Granddad. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. There was, don't be a busy fool. So basically, what he means by that is, it's very easy in a small business to be very, very busy servicing clients without making any money. And I would, I would wager that there's a lot of businesses out there who, who do that. Just don't. Don't dis- uh, get distracted by the fact that you're working hard to like to think that you're going to make a lot of money. Work just working hard in your own business doesn't mean you're going to make money. You can it can very easily be a busy fool. You know we can take on projects that we actually end up spending more money on to actually deliver than we actually get mm-hmm. back. It's very easy I to know, do. I know. I know. Uh, you know, ambitious entrepreneurial type people fall into that trap all the time. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I think I've done that for the last probably the first 15 years of my career. Yeah, it's so it's so tantalizing to be busy, to be active, to be needed mm. by the business and to run around and think I'm important because I'm doing I this. Need I've got all these orders needed. to ship. I've got to be doing it. And it's like you it, it's 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 like because you're so you're so keen to get started with something that you want to do it. and You want to go with, but you don't actually sit down with business design and kind of go should I actually be doing this? Where do I need to be? Because it's a harder conversation. You just want to kind of, oh, I'll just help customers. And sometime in the future, it will come right. It probably won't come yeah. right, unfortunately. So you've got to have so those I'll hard conversations what, with yourself. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Let me just, so if if we were going to analyze an e-commerce business, the, you know, the business design, fundamentally, we would say something like this, that you should try to, engineer it or architect your e-commerce business so that you've got at least you know a 50 pounds average order value you know mm-hmm. oh, and and above that would be great and, and you could have a lifetime, lifetime customer value that they buy at least twice a year 
mm-hmm. and that you you've got margins of at least fifty percent, mm-hmm. and that you can work to a ROAS, and that you're happy with, and you can recruit profitably at a good level of times four. Mm-hmm. So you you're, you're four times, and you've got a a, a you've got a conversion rate. Of you could re- and you could, you're happy with this of about four or five percent. You know yeah. that's where we would go right. Yes, that's ideal world. There. That's ideal yeah. world. And a lot of people. I mean, there are a lot of businesses out there that are doing well that will have slightly different metrics than that and will be fine. And, 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 you know that's not. But say, that's yeah, like exactly. your ideal you know, we, world. Yeah. But we you know, we had we had a we had a client the other day that we were speaking to that, that had five products that was doing ten million from five products. 20 and 20 million. 20 million and they had a you know they were they had a very very healthy cost per acquisition yeah it was like, lifetime wow, value that's incredible their customer, i think their average order value is about 20 quid but you know yeah. there's so there are there are exceptions so of that, it but that was that but then was brilliant they have but, a big but it was the same behind something else mm. yeah, it was yeah. the same math yeah. behind it wasn't it you know it was the yeah. same type of thing it's just understanding what it is add to basket is very high so therefore they can afford to just drive a lot of traffic and yeah. you know it's um but the business design's there they've got a good business design but what they need they need to do is to make sure that they repeat sell they get that repeat lifetime customer yeah. value up because they, yeah they want to get to yeah. 50 don't they and we yeah. say well you know you're it's gonna you it's ultimately you know you might be able to get it to 20 25 and but you you're paying to recruit a customer every single time, mm. and if you really want to get to fifty, you've got to you've got to ta- you've got to tag on the back end of the business, which is the retention to get them to buy again, mm. and then obviously yeah. then you you can scale. Anyway, we'll let these poor people get back to their back to their Indeed. lives, having Christmases and stuff. So um, thank you very much. Um, please uh, reach out to us on email if anyone who's bought the book we reach out to you and ask you what you're selling so please uh i reply to all those emails so please do reply um we're also launching some uh some more masterminding groups and coaching groups so look out for those um we'll be just launching probably those some of those in the new year or, or maybe even maybe even do them sooner than that but we'll see how we go based on how many spaces we've got um, I've got some great groups. I've got some great people in my groups, and I'm just so happy with uh, the the quality of people in them, the support they give each other, and also that 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 the they've been posting some really lovely wins in the group as well, which I think really helps everybody else. You know, seeing someone else do well who's in a similar stage to them, it just really helps them implement the stuff we talk about on the course. So um, I'm sure. A lot of you will probably come on to some of those mastermind groups next year. And I look forward to working with you all. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for all for um, being part of this. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you all next year. And well, we're probably going to have another one, aren't we, Ian, before, before the end. But uh, well, I was just going to say, I'm going to have another one. It might be Christmas, Christmas Day. I mean, maybe we might, we might do one or we might not. Depends. Well, I'm sure people will have nothing better to do than listen to us on Christmas Day. So, well, I say, we'll you know what? It. If this is the if this is the last one of 2020, I think everybody deserves a massive pat on the back for getting through 2020. Yeah. And in, and the, and and the e-commerce industry has just been a phenomenal one, probably yeah. like no other. And I think we all need a yeah. And medal. also, well done, you know? well done to everybody that has kind of, you know 
been selling you know physically with the physical stores or shows and all that kind of stuff that's actually turned around you know stood up and actually turned their business you know into an online business and and gone through all that and gone through all that learning and done it rather than just sitting there with the hands that you know with the hands on their ears and thinking oh this will go away and there's a lot of people who've really stepped up and learned some new skills and uh, done it you know in a time that hasn't been particularly wonderful and things have been going on around them and kept motivated and, you know, people have been turning up the yeah. Zoom calls with me and they've all been very happy and, 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 and you know, uh, and wanting to well, do it and what they've been going. Even... I think if you, you know, it's been a very tough year, but if you've got a ladder, if, you, you know, if you've got a ladder, you can fit, you can see a ladder and you're in a difficult situation. I mm. personally think, you know, you can, you can deal with, you know, living in complete squalor. As long as you've got a ladder, you can see that ladder. If you've not got yeah. the ladder, then it becomes a very dark place. You can but see the way out. Ladder, you can yeah. See, yeah, you can see the way out. And I think that's what that's what this year has provided online, you know. Yeah. Like the trough the trough yeah. of water, you said, you know, it's it's just it's, it's just moved over to one way, side. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Anyway. Thank you very much okay. for listening to us. Prattle on and uh, we'll speak to you all again soon. Thank you very much. Say bye. Bye. bye.